You've reached the Onkin Radio Podcast. Nick Onkin here, exploring the world from creativity, consciousness, and everything in between to help you alchemize your life to its fullest expression. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Onkin Radio Podcast. I am Nick Onkin, and uh, sure appreciate you guys listening in here. And uh, I'm just going to share with you uh, my recent experience, my recent learnings from my mother passing a couple weeks ago. And I'm still moving through a lot of things, but uh, it's fresh. And doing this also just helps me to process and helps me to get things out there and um, out there and, you know, maybe might provide some learnings maybe you might identify maybe you've lost a parent and you can you understand and this is a whole new experience for me and so just a little background my my mom got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer about two years ago and uh that news was shocking shocking that uh that you know how it's like so I do say just the idea that my mom, one of the sweetest people on the planet could get cancer, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't realize, you don't think about it. You think, you know, everything's all good. And then it's, you know, it's, it's in a, in your face moment. And, you know, I'm glad that we've had a couple of years with her, but it's definitely been a journey Luckily, they caught it early at, uh, I believe, stage one. And so she was able to have a, a surgery to like, cut the tumor out of the pancreas about a year and a half ago. And I was out there in Seattle and was, you know, been making a huge effort to spend as much time as possible with her over the last couple of years. And that's this whole thing really shifted our relationship, I think, overall. And I think, you know, when you can really spend time with family, you know, spend time when you can. I mean, I live in New York and it's not easy to jump across the country so many times to go see family, but it's been definitely something that's important. And I'm grateful to have had such a great upbringing and such a great set of parents who've always been so encouraging and so loving. You know, we might not see eye to eye on the way that we view the world. And my parents are very conservative Christians. And, you know, that upbringing, while I tried to believe it as much as I can, you know, didn't resonate with me. And so, it's always been this point of, eh, not a point of contention, but it's just been a difference in the way that we operate and move through the world and, and a different perspective, I should say, you know, and what works for them works for them. And I think what works for you, what works for you. I think for me, I've been on a journey of expansion and expanded consciousness and, and really, really tapping into other worlds and bridging the gap between this world the Matrix. I think it's definitely a true documentary. <laughs> As I saw a clip of Bruce Lipton talking, you know, there is this whole, I, I feel like this whole world is a hologram. And, 
you know, we are just consciousness receptors in, in human earth suit form. And having that perspective has really shifted the way that I see the world and I, that I interact. And so going through, having had that perspective, been a, it's been a different journey. And mom's health earlier this year, they, they found that the uh, cancer had spread to her liver and then a few months ago had spread to her stomach. And it's just quite unfortunate news. And a couple months ago, they, they basically took her off the chemo because it was doing her, her body more damage than good and gave her three to six months. At least that's what they told us. And she had less than that. And, you know, it's been a battle of, of over the last few years, a couple of years through this journey of, you know, I believe in so many, there's so many other alternatives or in additions to like than just Western medicine. I think there's so many other healing modalities out there that don't get tested, don't get seen the light of the day because um, the powers that be don't want that. They don't want to heal people. They just want to, you know, uh, they want, they want to like, they want to just pacify until death. And it's just a really interesting thing to witness because the the world of of Western medicine and and big pharma is is just there to profit and keep people super dependent on their their medications and their processes and I'm not saying it's all bad you know there's definitely spaces where Western medicine is is helpful and is great I'm just saying that you know I don't believe that the powers that be have the the best intentions or really care. And it's a whole system of indoctrination. And so I've heard countless studies of people healing themselves and healing their their relatives or, or whatever with, with other modalities. And healing comes from the inside out. You know, most Western medicine is just putting a Band-Aid on it. And I have a whole wealth of resources and network of, of people who have healed cancer through other modalities. And so knowing that and knowing, you know, and just seeing the whole process over the last couple of years has really been a process of me letting go. You know, I can push so, you know, I can only push my parents to or provide them with information and help. But, you know, unless they take action, it's really difficult for that to take place. And so that's probably one bigger lesson that I've had to learn is, you know, everyone is on their own journey. You know, you can't, you can't control other people's journey. You can help as much as you can, but you got to teach, you know, teach someone to fish and things won't always go your way. And so having to let go of that over the last couple of years has been a huge learning lesson and a huge stretch for me, you know, and getting, getting to the last couple of weeks, it's kind of a, a crazy, you know, story. And so I've been going out to Seattle like a lot more over the last couple of months, just because I knew that this day would come probably soon. And, and I think it's, it's moments that I've gotten to treasure, you know, I think one of my, some of my favorite moments have just been walking with mom, you know, even if it's a couple laps across the porch, you know, in her, her, her last month, that was about all she had the energy for. And, uh, you know, when that call came, actually it was pretty crazy. I was, I was out there a week before 
And then I came back and I was supposed to go to Egypt on a trip, on a tour, and, and I was really excited for that. And oddly enough, I had pushed my ticket a couple extra days because I needed to, I needed some rest. I just needed to like sleep in my own bed and I wasn't feeling well a week before and I just wanted a couple days extra. So I pushed my ticket a couple extra days. And as I was getting into the Uber to go to the airport to go to Egypt, my mom called me, FaceTimed me and said she had a really bad night and that she thought that this was going to be transition time. And I was like shocked. I was not expecting. I was like, uh, froze. <laughs> Drove about 15 minutes in the Uber and decided to cancel my trip to Egypt and fly home. And I'm glad I did. And it was all serendipitous and magical the way that the timing aligned. Because if I was, if I had not changed my flight earlier, I would have been in Egypt and probably not been able to make it back, back to Seattle. And it would have been a lot harder to get back. And, uh, so I, a couple days later, I, I talked to her on FaceTime and she was having a hard time talking. And, and, and a couple days later when I got out to Seattle, she was basically in hospice and they had brought a hospital bed to her, the house and, and she was there and she couldn't even, uh, her eyes, she was basically sleeping and had no... She could barely communicate, not even really communicate. There was a couple moments where I told her I was there. I told her I was, I told her I loved her. And she, I think she heard, she definitely heard me. And the next day she had a moment of lucidity and had to, and it was she, where she like scratched her head and I saw that and I was just like, you know, mom, I love you, I'm here. And she mouthed, I love you back, which was, you know, beautiful to be able to know that she, she knew that I was there. And it's a powerful moment. You know, all of these were powerful moments. And so the next day, Wednesday, her pain was getting worse. And, and we were, it was my dad and my brother-in-law and my sister was not able to be there because she had tested positive for COVID. So she was quarantining by herself upstairs. And it was uh, a moment where, you know, we knew that we had to give mom permission to, we had to give mom permission to let go and to go, to go home. And that was really difficult, but it was necessary. And I think that's, you know, also an internal process for us all to, let that loved one go. I think what was really, really difficult uh, was watching my nephews come down one by one and say goodbye and let grandma go because they had such a special relationship. We were all crying. We we're all just, it was so emotional. And after that, I think that that gave her permission. And a couple hours later, we could see her breaths getting slower and slower and kind of gasping for air and we just came around her and put our hands on her and just watched her take her last breath. And there's something profound. It's profound initiation into a whole different world to watch somebody take their last breath, somebody who you love so much and, and who's brought you up and brought you into this world. It's an initiation of something. 
still learning what that is. And it was just such a crazy, crazy moment. But I'm so grateful to have been there that everything lined, aligned up to, to be there and to be there with her and to walk her home. You know, and, and as Ramdas says, we're all just walking each other home. And such a powerful moment to watch, to feel her, to, to, it's really, it's really interesting as, as I, as the next day after, and I'll correlate this here is, is uh, the next day after felt like a big, the day after a big uh, psilocybin journey, you know, good, uh, you know, five, four or five gram psilocybin journey and um, traveling into the same spaces. And it was really weird. I, I, I couldn't articulate it and I'm still trying to articulate it as, as it was, it was a familiar feeling of transcending into death portal, put the portal outside of this world and death portals and to almost know what she was moving through as she left her body and to, how do I say it? It's to understand the feeling of, of transcending out of this world and knowing that she's now everywhere and knowing that she's now, I can talk to her anytime, you know? And it's, it's really strange. I think my work with plant medicine over the last couple of years has really, really shifted my relationship with death. Um, and shifted it to to a deeper, deeper understanding and knowing a genosis of th- there's way more beyond this world than what we can see, and way more beyond this world than than we even operate in. Really, you know, our five senses only give us really a limited amount of experience. It's a beautiful experience, and it, it is the gift of of being here. It's the gift of the human experience and it's so powerful. And, and I think death is not death. It's just transition. It's transition into another, another realm. And so learning, having those learnings and those experiences made this experience with mama transitioning and passing a completely different, different experience, a different, perspective, a different knowing, knowing that I'm not losing her, but gaining an angel and gaining another guide in, in the outer realms and the outer, you know, the astrals. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. I, I definitely miss her on this plane and I miss being able to see her and talk to her. And it's still so fresh and so, re- you know, new that it's like hard. It's really hard to know. but that's what I've been learning. And I did a psilocybin journey a couple weeks after or a week after, and it was so much about death and rebirth and went through that portal myself again. I've been there multiple times and on these journeys, it's, it's experiencing this other world beyond language. It's a sonic vibration of color and light and, and uh can be scary can be scary i mean it's can, it's definitely scary to let go into that right and i think that's that's what death is is letting go of of this 
actual construct of the hologram of this human experience and taking those learnings and coming back and integrating them. It's such a powerful, powerful thing. And um, yeah, I know grief comes and goes. And, you know, if you've lost someone close, especially a parent, you know what I'm talking about. You, you get it. It's like this secret club that you don't want to be a part of, but then you get initiated into. <laughs> and uh, it's so weird. It's still very surreal and still very fresh. But I think take time, you know, value the people around you, value your parents, value your family. You know, even if you don't get along with them, maybe there's ways to create safe and loving spaces. It's not always possible, but it can be possible. It can be possible. Anything is possible. We create the world that we want to live in. So as I go on this journey, thank you for listening and thank you for uh, and anybody who is, has reached out and on, on social media. I appreciate it. Thank you. So with that, hope you maybe have learned something, maybe have just connected more in a deeper way. And uh, yeah, that, you know what time it is? It's time to go out and create your life by creating every small moment. And we'll see you next time.